All right, and we're back with another episode, episode six, I think we said it was. Sure. Is that what we got? Um, we're actually might be moving up in the world with some new technology here. Um, trying to get a hold of, uh, get a new new way to hear Shelby a little better. I feel like we have, we've been slack a little bit, but we're progressing. We told you we'd get a little bit better each time. Um, how's things been going, bud? Man, it's been going pretty good, minus, you know, uh, getting old plumbing in the house redone but oh well, you know uh, old pipes old you know cast iron pipes and hard freezes don't really mix so yeah i had to give way but you know we'll get there when we get there so you know you should have told to move into your house your house was newer wasn't it <laughs> yeah i didn't really like my house so not as big <laughs> well no it wasn't that it was just i really had no say in it so it was uh, um one of those was, yeah you were voluntold to move uh yeah. Okay, I understand well, that. No, 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 no. I, I didn't like my house. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I didn't have much say in that part, but you know, like yeah. we said, they taken hers and put it on the the backyard that I had. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But yeah. you know, now we're in a better situation. We got a you know big old front yard, nice corner lot with a pool in the back. Came with it, so hey, can't complain. Can't complain about a pool, especially when you got some some kiddos that are going to enjoy it too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, I think we got a pretty good little episode we got here today. We're going to hit on some MLB stuff. Not as much MLB stuff as we want. We'll save that for another episode. Um, Recently had March Madness come to an end and just got done with the Masters yesterday. So uh, we got a bunch of that kind of going to try to discuss some of that and get started. Um, What do you want to start off with? Man, let's... um Let's kind of hit on, let's say, these juice baseballs. Yeah. And, you know, professional and even trickling down into college. I think definitely college for sure. You can see a difference. You got some guy, what was a Florida hit one, 488 or something. And it's just like, I mean, he's a big dude and they're using metal. So, I mean, I get, I get some um, bit of a juiced area, but 488. I mean, come on, that's a that's a tank. And then one guy hit one like four something, but it was like fifty mile an hour wind. So I can understand that. But I, I feel think like that one was it was actually said like five oh four. It was like, come on, man, you had a thirty forty mile an hour wind blowing straight out. Yeah, they're playing in the plains of Oklahoma. I've been on one of those games before. Um, usually, about ninety percent of the time is blowing in though, so you can't catch a break. Catch one blowing out. Um, it's, yeah, I know so- Stillwater. That place flew out so. oh i'm sure i wish that would have been nice um but yeah i, I, I think you got some, some there what do you think about the mlb though you think there's been more numbers i know college has been blown up in numbers of how many home runs been hit already within a what 25 something game stint something like that and i think uh you know they're kind of going back to the juice bats as well as helping the balls mm-hmm. uh, no more than what was the BB core or something like that. That was so bad. Yeah, those are terrible. I wish that was never invented or even brought up. That happened my sophomore year. So 2011, I think they introduced BB cores and it was like swim. It was like swinging a pool noodle. Yeah. And I almost went close to, I almost went to a wood that year because it was just like, this is miserable. This is terrible. You'd hit it as hard as you could and it would like barely get over the yep. second head. And, uh, you know, I kind of tinkered with them when I was helping, uh, Donnie Watson, coach of Trinity Christian in Addison, 
you know, and I had the BB cores, and I was using that, and I, I threw on the side, grabbed a cracked wooden bat, and, you know, it was night and day. So yeah. it just goes to speak for what they're doing to the game at that point. And I think they finally realized, you know, numbers are down. Hitters are struggling. It's become more of a pitcher's game. You know, so they're trying to help, you know, the, the offensive side of things. Yeah. Um, in the MLB, I've seen some of these home runs, and you're getting some of them with, I think, calculated up to 45-degree launch angle. Mm-hmm. It's a basic fly ball to any part of the outfield. Yeah. That are going five and six rows deep. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, kind of give a little shout-out to Mr. Jeff Fry, you know, the yeah. certified hitting guru. Um, shout-out, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he had posted um, something about somebody hitting a home run at a 41-degree launch angle, and it was, you know, this went four rows deep. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't contribute to what we're talking about and how the balls are juiced, I, I don't no. For for our non baseball viewers, what's a, what's a normal home run angle? Twenty something. I think optimal is like fifteen to twenty three. Yeah, and you're getting what forty one, which is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So you're telling you're talking about a twenty degree increase and still getting home runs when it should be a F six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely. I think. I think with the whole overhaul of MLB, they're trying to produce more runs. They're trying to get more action. They're trying to get um, all that going on. And and I wouldn't put it past them putting juice balls in there. I think they they tinkered with some a couple of years ago or last year. Pitchers were complaining all the time about um, feels different. Juice balls feels different. It's flying easier. Pitch, pitchers will be the first ones to tell you because they know what balls do. They know if it if it's hit right, that should go. If not, it should stay in the yard. They'll be the first ones to tell you because pitchers, last thing they want is give up runs and home runs. So they'll be the first ones to tell you if, if something's wrong or not. But I definitely think it's it's definitely been tinkered with with all these new rules coming on, which we'll get on to another episode about all the new rules and stuff. But I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them to put those new balls in there. Well, I, I think you're starting to see uh, more casinos being advertised and sports betting and all that, so I wouldn't be surprised if that had something to do with it. Yeah, money always talks, that's for sure. It always so talks. So speaking – sorry to cut you off. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, you're good. Was... Okay, so speaking of money and juicing, <laughs> how about Fernando Tatis Jr. in the midst of serving an 80-game suspension mm-hmm. is able to play on rehab assignment? For yeah, AAA yeah. El Paso. I'm sorry. It, it catch, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're on a suspension, you're not supposed to have anything to do with any kind of team activities, right? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the normal rule for that is, but I thought you couldn't play for any MLB affiliated team ever, or like while you're suspended, like it's 80 games of yep. your hard time, like you're you're not supposed to be. I mean, if a guy want to go play 80 games for independent ball, I mean, I guess he could do that, or. Yeah. Odd or Mexican league or something, you know. Um, I mean, go if, for he, it. if he's allowed to do that, then how come all these other guys that have been suspended for juicing? Why didn't they just go to the minors and keep yeah. playing? What what changed? What how'd that get, how'd that get allowed? Uh, I don't know. Unless there's something and some other rule that they, you know, didn't really highlight or anything that they found something, or it's just. 
with or something. I don't know how you would just allow somebody to, you know, be able to play. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd look into that more where, why is he, why is he the exception? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sorry, you know, pitchers rely on their stats too. Mm -hmm. Run he gave up and those runs he gave up. What's to say that could be the difference in a call up and not a call up? Yeah. Be a difference in a positive year versus a negative year. Well, the point of a suspension is to make you hurt, like to make you feel not playing, you know, for MLB or any affiliated team. And just for him to be able to play, it's like he just got sent down for a rehab assignment. Like he got hurt, you know, like was it two years ago when he had the motorcycle wreck? Was that last, I don't know. Last, last spring training? Uh, within the last two years. Yeah. Um, it's like he just got hurt offseason, and now he's just working his way back up. I mean, what's the point? He, and, and his slated return is April 20th against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think they have a four-game series, uh, Padres versus D-backs. Yeah. I mean, he just... He's had a little fun down AAA, and now he gets to come back, and you know, nothing hurt, no harm, no foul. Like, what's going to stop people from doing that all the time now? Reaping the benefits of doing stuff like that. Yeah, uh, no, any other any suspension I've seen or heard of from other guys is you weren't allowed in facilities. You had yeah. to do, it. you know, you were on your own. Yeah, and that's how it should be because you broke the rules. You have to pay for it, and you should have no help from any affiliated team or any affiliated affiliation with them, you know, like they shouldn't have to, they shouldn't have to help him get along because he messed up. Like, I don't understand. I, I'd definitely be complaining if I was other players that got suspended and didn't get to go yep. to AAA, you know? No, I get it. Cause he did what broke his hand or something last year. I don't remember what he did. And then he got popped because trying to heal from it, whatever they claim. Um, I can see if you're working with the medical crew to keep up your rehab. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's needed. You need your rehab. You need your, uh, your stuff you got to do. But as far as playing or going in and getting reps, absolutely not. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to step on a field. Nope. Unless it's post game, pre game or post game. Yep. Um, with the like drug testing and stuff, is it, how hard is it to, pop for something that you like if you you know it's it's innocent until proven guilty but like is it really easy to just take something that someone told you was fine and you get popped or is there is there so much for the the ped testing or whatever that anything can pop up or is it pretty cut and dry it's pretty cut and dry they have a list of um suppliers that you can use mm-hmm a list of suppliers that they do not recommend using at all because they put extracurriculars in it or they have it yeah. in the past. And they say that if you want to take something that you're unsure, ask, but odds are you're not going to take it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, they lay it all out and they give you an actual physical list of, um, mm-hmm. of things that you can do and can't. I feel like it's pretty cut and dry like that. There should be no excuse. Like, you definitely went behind someone's back to try to take something and hope you didn't get tested that week or something. Yep. And was, was testing random amongst the team or did everybody get tested like at least once every week? Oh, I mean, you had your drug test and spring training. And yeah. And you had 
random throughout the year or this or that. Usually if guys had injuries and they are kind of bouncing back, you know, they had to try to catch them, make sure they weren't doing anything. Yeah, funny. and that's handed down by the MLB, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and he got caught spring training, pre-spring training. What was it? Uh, it was it was middle last year, wasn't it, or end of last year? Middle, middle into last year because uh, he had gotten hurt. And then, but they did say that each of the playoff games for the Padres counted as a game towards suspension. Mm. So, you know, which I, yes and no. <laughs> yes, but yeah, I can see both sides of that where, you know, it's extra for him. He's like, sweet, that's more games off my, mm-hmm. you know, sentence. Uh, but I don't know. I can see both sides of that. But, I mean, so what's he serving, like 15 games left of his 80 or 20-something games left of his 80? Uh, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. yeah. Know, April something's come back in April when they started, like, early March. So mm. probably like 30 or 40 of his left over. So the Padres have played 11 games thus far. Mm. It is now April 10th. Yeah. So, you know, 10 more days, be 21 games. 21 games, so I guess he'd served 59 already. Yeah. If my mathing is correct. How far did they get the playoffs? Like, first round? They got one done? Or? First or second? Like, they won the wild card and then went in and got beat or something like that? Thanks. So. In after six or seven games? Mm-hmm. So, that's... I don't, I don't know why they allowed that to happen. We might have to look that up in the next episode, kind of give an explanation, but I'm curious. I'm curious why there's not more of an uproar, you know, from other players that's been in there and done that and didn't get to do what he's done, you know. Yeah. I'm curious to see what their reasoning is for that. Yeah, for sure. And maybe, you know, maybe there is something behind the scenes and they're just not letting it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw you a curveball here. Um, just speaking of how crazy it is with the Tampa Bay Rays this year already, they got like a 40 run difference. Mm-hmm. They're the only undefeated team left, like 11 and 0. Uh, yeah. First team to win by four more runs in like 11 consecutive games since the mm-hmm. 1885 New York Gotham's or something like that. <laughs> like it was like a name that we don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. There's up there that I can't remember the name of, but I was like, these are some cool names. They need to bring these back. When they relocate the A's, yeah. um, they just need to rebrand the whole A's organization. Um, but yeah, it's like since like the top four teams were 1885 is the last time it's happened, or 1886 somewhere in there, and they're doing something that's never been done in baseball for since the Civil War. You know, like <laughs> and it seems like the Rays organization that does it good is they bring up their young guys, let them mm-hmm. struggle for a year or two, and then boom, they figure it out, they take off. Yeah, you know which. Why not? If you're in a rebuilding year, bring up your prospects. Let them yeah. see who's going to hold, hold tight, who's not, and then work it from there. They made a huge sign with uh, was it Rosarina. Um, who did they get him from? Rangers? I forget who he was with. He was with somebody, and getting him, he's been a key, mm-hmm. key for them, getting kind of a core guy to build around. And, um, I mean, he showed what he was about in the uh, college baseball you know, World Series, not World Series, but Classic, uh, the, uh, yeah, World Baseball okay. Classic. There it is. I'll get it right here in a second. <laughs> yeah, he showed how, how vital he was. That story's pretty crazy, how oh, he yeah. did and went to Mexico, and they they made him a citizen and all that. So that's a pretty cool story. If you yeah. haven't looked into that, look into his story with that. And, yeah. and he 
like a 30-30 for him. It's pretty cool. But yeah, A's, I mean, Ray's doing some good stuff there. I thought it was pretty funny, though. They 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 raised a banner for the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> they got bounced in the wild card, but they put a banner up for the wild card. It's like, congratulations, you almost made it into the playoffs. <laughs> hey, good, good for them, though. You know, I yeah. mean, the, the wild card isn't what it used to be, where it was three games, and, you know, you still get to try and play. Now it's like a, a wild, wild card. It's Yeah. There's like a play-in game for yeah. the wild card. Um, here, you couldn't do good enough in the regular season, so <laughs> here's your participation try again trophy. Like, oh, yeah, good job. It's like a second-flight winner for a scramble or something. <laughs> you you won first, but you're actually seventh or eighth, you know? <laughs> it's a mulligan. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So everybody's giving them a hard time. I mean, it couldn't be as bad as, uh, who was it, the Brewers did a flyover with their roof closed. Today's flyover brought to you by. <laughs> they had the, they had it on the board like, hey, flyover like 115th Airborne or whatever, and uh, they had the roof closed, and they could just hear the planes coming over. It's like, uh, you know, if it's that cold outside, open the roof, see the flyover, then close it. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. You know when the planes are coming over, just open it ten minutes before and close it right yeah. after. Like, it's exactly. So, yeah, I don't. <laughs> epic fail there. Yeah, epic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like the epic fail of a team no hitting somebody else and losing. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, lookouts, right? Seven innings. Yeah. Uh, they throw a no hitter and lose seven to three. Was it? Uh, Chattanooga lookouts beat the Rock City Trash Pandas seven to five mm-hmm. after being no hit. Well, I guess the trash. Is a good name for him, I guess. Um, well, I mean, if you're associated with the Anaheim Angels, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have that photo I sent you of how they scored all their runs? Do yep. you have that? Um, what was it? He has. You guys are wondering how you get seven runs on no hits, um, and they had a, a photo of a play-by-play of how it happened, and Shelby's about to read it to you. Go ahead. Walk, walk, F four, walk, K. Walk, E8, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, walk, wild pitch, hit by pitch, plus a K equals a win. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that's I did watch video of how that transpired, and the, the F8 was horrendous. Oh, Bases loaded, guy runs back like full speed and gets underneath it and just like nonchalance by his chin and just just – panhand it you know just boom and just right off his glove three runs score and it was just it was done by then everybody just imploded after that and um just (laughs) what do you say as a manager what do you go into the you go you you managed before what do you say as a manager um you just let them just wear it what that's just one of those where you just kind of say you can't walk people and you can't make errors. Yeah. Other than that, get it out of your system. That's, that's, you know, Hey, great job by the pitchers. You know, hit them. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, you celebrate that. Do you celebrate that? No hits. No, absolutely not. <laughs> A fit, they threw no hitter though. Like, I mean, yeah, you threw no hitter, but you had one, two, three, four, five walks, four hit by pitches. <laughs> what it, what if like the first two or three pitches celebrated and like the guy that just screwed the pooch just just goes and wears it for himself? 
business where you just call the, the first couple pitchers in, hand them a cold one. Yeah. Good job. Sorry it didn't work out. Good job of five <laughs> innings of no hit, you know. And then you call the last guy in like, hey, you're going down. Here's your walking paper. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you can go back home, wherever it is. Um, I think I'm either coming in like Augie Garrido or I'm just giving them the silent treatment. Like it's one or the other. There's no in between. I feel like for me, if I was managing, just be like, uh, I'm disappointed in you, you know, like just don't say anything. Yeah, I, I think that's one. You kind of come in at a combination of two, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you can't defense walks or hit by pitches, but you can defense routine fly balls that you drop. Yeah. What could go wrong did go wrong. Get it out of your system. It's over with. Come back ready to play tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's they're so down on themselves. You can't really ream them. This yeah. Time. It's not like they didn't have a no hitter going to the last thing. <laughs> you know, I feel like for the center fielder, he just got probably like down because they're hitting and walking so many people that when he finally got it, he wasn't mentally ready. Like he was just like, we're going to, he's like, here it is. And then just lost focus. It's like he took his eye off the ball last second. I was like, oh, thank God, finally. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, yeah. oh, that was terrible. Oh, it hurts. It hurts me as an outfielder because I took pride in some defense and doing something like that. You never feel good about any error. No. Um, at least I'd like it for be, to be a throwing one, you know, where <laughs> it doesn't make it to the bag or, you know, he can't pick your short hop. Like, I'd be fine with that, but. Just to drop one, that was like the worst case scenario of an error yeah. you can think of. Well, but, and you're making a laser throw to home plate, hits the runner, and gets by whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I can the can of corn. But just with bases loaded and out, <laughs> just, oh. but yeah, poor guy. Um, if you're listening to this, dude, we're sorry. Just be better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Keep your on the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't drop it next time, and we won't yeah. be talking about you. Um, uh, two hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that'll lead us to uh, well, we just got done with an epic, pretty good. I think it was pretty epic uh, March Madness. Um, yeah, we've been done for maybe a week or so out. But uh, congrats to UConn and winning it. I knew after after they smoked Arkansas, I was like, they look pretty good. Yeah, I was like, they look pretty good. And then after they beat Gonzaga by like thirty, I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. fun to play them. And then when it got down to the nitty-gritty on the Final Four on the other side with FAU and San Diego State, I was like, they're fighting for second. Like, <laughs> I would have yeah. loved to have seen FAU get in there. That would have been cool. Uh, a lot of upsets. How'd your bracket fare? Well, I don't do brackets because I always choose the wrong teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, this You're- is like, well, I know these guys. I don't know them. Uh, yeah. Nobody should speak to somebody, so I don't know. Yeah, your your wife has a better bracket just because she picks the cooler mascot, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird how that happens. Like, you, you know, I, I tried to do a bracket last year with the wife, the the kids, and the in laws, and mm-hmm. it was on an ESPN thing, and somehow managed to hang in there until all of a sudden the nobodies towards like the elite eight started winning. I'm like, yep, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people, especially after Purdue goes down the second. Yeah one seed to go down since brackets were being done. Um, and not a single one seed in the final. <clears throat> and not a single one, yeah. What was, was it? Two, three in the women and then four or five in the men's? 
the women's shot me because usually the women's cut and dry. It's usually like who's the higher seed's going to win. Yeah. And um, usually it's like one, 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 two in your final four or one, two, one, two, or, you know, there's a, like UConn, Hillary, NC State, and then the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, I think it was good all the way around. I think the women's championship was good too, which we'll get to here in a minute. Um, but yeah, my bracket was doing all right. There were some guys, like I was like looking at the leaderboard in the ESPN bracket one, and some guy had like all final four picked and a championship picked. And I was like, how do you even guess this? Like, you got to just be like pulling stuff out of the hat, like just saying, I bet this, I bet that, like just going totally off the wall and being right for the first time. Was there, was there even a perfect bracket? No, it was destroyed. Like after week one, like I don't think there was one after week one Uh, or yeah, the weekend, first weekend. I mean, they played the first two rounds first weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't, I think it made it into like, the late or like early the second day or something where they play half the half the 64 and then somewhere in there someone messed up so i was like nope done i think that they said something about um someone said an analogy that you're more likely to pick a grain of sand off the world and someone picked the same grain of sand off the world than you are likely to get a perfect bracket I was like, well, that makes me want to quit. <laughs> and speaking of like the 64-team deal, I saw something where the NCAA is potentially exploring, expanding the field. Mm. I thought I read something or heard something about that, and there's a lot of coaches pushing back. It's like, so why should we let people that didn't really deserve to get in here get in? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're letting like two seeds, you know, get in there. Um, it was a pretty good story. It was I don't know if it was FAU or another team like that. Um, it, I think it was a different one. They only got in because they got second in their conference. Because mm. Marist or something like that is transitioning transitioning from D two to D one, and so they had to set out a year. And so the team that got the two seeds, the team that beat uh, Purdue, whoever it was that beat Purdue, I think it was. Yes. Um, Let's see. And first they weren't, huh? Like first round or something like that. Yeah, it was like first round, like sixteen seed. Okay. But they weren't even supposed to be in the tournament, but just because the team was transitioning from D2 to D1, um, they got the they got the green light to go and they ended up winning like two games in the in Oh, was it uh yeah. It was Fair Dickinson. Yeah. Fair Dickinson University. Yeah. FDU. Yep. Yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." They made a. They made a statement by getting in there. Yeah, won a couple of good games. Yeah, and then I watched one thing where they talk about how they do these play-in games or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I guess the NCAA gives all the participants a certain amount of money for being in the in the tournament, and so they're giving more of these smaller colleges a chance to get some of that money. So they do those play-in games to let yeah. them each 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 step you go the more money you get and so they they just want to give them a chance to win a game before they get into the actual playing of one seed or two seed oh for sure i thought that was pretty cool that made sense why they do the playing games you're always like why are they playing why i got a game to decide before they even get in well that's usually why so if you guys are wondering i just found that out recently wanted to share with everybody but yeah congrats uconn congrats san diego state for making mm-hmm. it that far nobody had them on the radar i know i didn't they're they like, turned out to be a, the bulldog of the uh, tournament. 
yeah, they look good. I mean, to, and then to go down the wire with FAU, I was like, FAU's got this. And then mm-hmm. that shot came down. That guy went all the way down and took it without a timeout. I was like, gosh, I my heart going. So it was, it was a good, it was a good, definitely tournament. I think, I think everybody enjoyed it and had a bunch of upsets. Everybody likes upsets. And I think there's a lot of good games for sure. Yeah, um, that brings us to the women's too. Women's had a lot of good game. I remember watching the uh, Iowa South Carolina game was epic. Oh, what's her name? Clark was going off, and um, just to get to the championship game, playing South Carolina, who's thirty six and zero, won it like the last two two out of three years or last two years in a row, something like that. It's unheard of. Then and then um, then to come down to what was it? LSU was. Third rank or third seed, three seed. Yes, but they just look good. Uh, that's the first time I ever seen a women's game go hundred points. Yeah, like, and LSU has you know a, a good offense. Yeah, and their coach, you know, she's wherever she's gone, she's won. Yeah, so it's um, she's a firecracker and she's that outfit. <laughs> oh, she's a little mulky. Yeah, that's man. See, and that's like. What? She looked like one of those pillows that you like run one way and it turn a color and then you go the other way and it turns another color. Yeah. One of those sequence pillows. Yeah, yeah. that's what her outfit reminded me of. And if you were to, to describe Mardi Gras, you'd look at her outfit and that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Baton, Baton Rouge close enough to old yeah. Nolans. Yeah, she was. She rocked it, though. She did for her. She did. That, that brings to the old uh, Reese and Clark beef. I mean, you got two be- two of the best players going after each other. There's going to be some beef, you know. You got mm-hmm. Michael or Magic, you know, going after each other. You know, you got Bird and Magic going. You know, there's going to be beef there. Sure. Um, and everybody's giving Reese crap about pointing to the finger and do or pointing to a ring finger, not the, the finger, the ring finger, and mouthing off to Clark and stuff. And I'm like, that's just part of the game, you know. Like that's just that's just you're in the heat of the moment, you know. Doing the John Cena can't see me. I'm like, it's like that's a little bit over top. But then again, Clark did it to Louisville. Like, yeah, two two games before that. So I'm like, just hey, if you can dish it out, you gotta be able to take it. Exactly, exactly. Um, I know it gets mouthy out there. It gets competitive, but mm-hmm. you trash talk all you want. It's part of the game. That's what now makes watch, it. Fun. Yeah, and, and and watching some of that game, I did think some of those foul calls got a little excessive. Oh yeah, like, like the technical foul where she just kind of tossed the ball behind. Yeah, like, you can't do that in a championship game. You no. can't call that. No, that's just a ref. Um, ref wanting to be part of it, you know, getting mm-hmm. too, too much rabbit ears and whatnot. But yeah, you definitely can't call that. But she did drop like forty though, so it's like she had like the most points and assists or whatever in tournament history. So she's good. She gets open. She's dropping some buckets. That's for sure. Oh, did you hear about um, uh, White House trying to invite both teams to the White House? Yeah. And we got all <laughs> mad about it. And... Yeah, it was a Jill trying to invite both teams. I was like, get out of here. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to go see the other team, go to their go to their campus. Yeah. But the White House is for the winners. Exactly. Yeah, let's see. Caitlin Clark, 30 points, 9 of 22 from field goal, and 4 of 5 from free throw line. Yeah. She had back to back good games, final four and championship. Yeah. But yeah, it's it was one of those where I was like, she, I think Clark handled it pretty well or she was like, hey, we're just comp- competing, you know. Mm-hmm. She made some gestures, it's part of the game and then talking yeah. about 
getting invited to the White House. She's like, I'd like to go in different circumstances, just yeah. not for a second. Nobody wants to go a second place no. anywhere. You know, you're receiving the second medal and you don't want to go. You know, it's just <laughs> no athlete's going to want to go for that reason. No. It's absurd. It's just absurd. Um, just finished yesterday, since it's the 10th, the 9th on Easter. Um, Masters just wrapped up. They had a kind of a unique tournament with all the weather and the mm-hmm. trees falling and yes, all that, that. as Tiger uh, bowing out and all that. Um, pretty interesting Masters. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't ever get to watch it live because I was always watching replays from it being recorded earlier and tree right. falling, and they just played yesterday's. And I'm like, what day are we on? I was watching the f- actual final with uh rom and kepka going after it and i was like oh this is they still got another round after this but they played that third round before that morning i was like mm-hmm. i don't even know where we're at so, yeah um and looking at that like man that makes my back hurt yeah playing that much golf in one day like yeah no i i couldn't there's no i would be able to walk the next two days yeah i've heard some guys going like four rounds of golf in a day and i'm like after 18, I'm like, I'm shot. Like, I'm even riding a cart. And I'm like, don't want to do that. <laughs> They're walking the whole time. I mean, granted, they don't carry their own bag, but still. Let's see. The top finishers, John Rom, minus 12, 3.2 mm-hmm. million in earnings. Well done. That's a good day. Brooks Kepka. Blew it. I thought he had it all. Blew it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he got excited and, you know, got a little nervous out there and one, he let one little thing spiral out of control. Yeah. And Phil tied at minus eight and they split 1.6. Phil, Phil had a heck of a day. Yeah. He was sitting at like 12 before the day started and they had like minus eight or minus six or something that last round mm-hmm. and ended up pushing up to second place. I mean, he was a couple oh. from tying Rom, you know, like he was like, what, two or three away from Rom? Yeah. Kepka and Mickelson were both minus eight. Yeah. What won it? 11 or 12? 12. 12. And then Russell Henley, Henley and Patrick Reed, both at minus 7, 744K a piece. Yeah. That's still a good payday. I mean, yeah. I'm not upset about that. To go play golf, go play around, you know, yeah. and make 1. something million. I'm in. That's the sport to get into. I mean, just go, go play golf and you make the cut and you're making like, 40-something Gs, you know? I mean... Yeah. Thank you. Cha-ching! Yeah. Speaking of that, what's your thoughts on uh, the Masters letting the LIV players play? I know there's been a bunch of beef between those two. You know what? I, I like it. it. It makes it more competitive. Okay, who's mm-hmm. the better organization? It's kind of like, you know, you can say that NL and AL in baseball, the ASC, NFC, and football. Yeah. You know, who's going who's gonna to win it this year? That's how yeah. you can set it up and advertise it. It's nice to have that duel where you're actually facing someone else, you know? I mean, I know there's a bunch of players in it, in like the PGA, but you get to play a different organization. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, there's competition there. I mean, I did read where the LIV players, they have to pay like a four times what they got their signing bonus if they get out or breach their contract, but they're only on for like four or five years. Yeah. Make your... 50 million and get out you know after five years you know i mickelson i think made the best out of it because upper was he mid upper 50s 
and like his age and he's i didn't think he would be able to compete with everybody else i mean he showed it today but you think he's on his back end of his career and he gets to go pay paid 100 million to go play in other countries like shoot Mm -hmm. where do i sign you know i bet he couldn't sign that paper fast enough Philip Alfred Mickelson, born June 16th, 1970. So he's 52. He'll be 53 a couple months. Yeah. I apologize, Phil. Early 50s. Um, but still, I mean. It was usually, a safe best day, man. <laughs> yeah, golden days are behind you in the golf world. But, I mean, there have been some elder players. You know, uh, was it Fred Couples was dominating out there? Or someone. Yeah, he's a, the oldest player to. Yeah, he was like 62. Made the cut. Yeah. He's still throwing some darts out there with his yellow ball. Yeah. Like, Good on you. I'm a big yellow ball, like a big highlighter color. Mm-hmm. Golf ball. I find it easier. Sorry, I don't have people to go find it for me. But, um, yeah, he was throwing some darts out there. So good for him. He probably got a nice little payday. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Freddie Couples. Oh, oh. I didn't choose that. Sorry, I'm looking at the I want to say he said someone's 62 and like 200 and something days old or something like that. 63. 63. Yep. I think the previous ones were 62. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tiger's 47, which he's walking around out there like he's mid up. He he made his 23rd cut, right, before he bowed. Um, I just looked something up. You know how he bowed out of the – Southern Hills one in Tulsa, like day three, almost maybe day four. Um, someone said that his screws were poking out of the skin where he oh. had the surgery. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that, that would be enough to make you bow out. So no telling what he's going through now with, you know, all that other jazz, especially that weather. I think that weather really hurt him. Yeah. Because, you know, if anybody that's ever had anything broken, it gets ten times worse mm-hmm. when cold weather and rain show yeah. up. You're like, yeah. man. And the test is the same. I mean, all our baseball days and all that, you know, anytime you go to a colder climate or bus rides or anything like that, you wake up and it's hard to move. Yes. Yeah. No telling how many surgeries he's had with his knees and legs and all that stuff and back. So, man, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. It's like, man, just be healthy one year, you know, and just see how good he can do. But. Just one more time, dominate, and then call it quits. You know? Yeah, he did that with the Masters a couple of years ago. Um, was it 2019? I think he won it. Um, that was, I think that was huge for golf, seeing him come back and yeah. dominate that. But, I mean, he does have still, he's still got the Tiger effect. No oh, matter yeah. where he goes, practice round, you know, driving range, there's hundreds of people watching. I know I was that way when I went to go watch him in uh, Southern Hills, which was fun. I think he was paired up with uh, McElroy, uh, Homa. I don't think it was Homa, but it was two other good players. So it was a good group to watch. We just followed him around most of the time, and it was just like a huge crowd trying to get hit, hit by his ball or something, you know, just running underneath it, trying to <laughs> 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 glove, yeah, jumping up in front of it. I saw one guy right beside me got hit by McElroy's ball and just nailed him. And McElroy just come over and goes, Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> him and his Scottish ex. He's like, oh, sorry about that. He just walks on and goes, hits his ball up on the green. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't run in front of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it should have been standing there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Kepka, man. He, like I said, I watched 
his opening shot and he just smoked into the trees like wide left like t1 shot one that, that's it he's over with he's done he's yeah, done. That, that, that's a round ender right there yeah um, he shot like a plus three and rom shoots like a minus three and you know just a six shot change there you know he was started at like minus 12 and rom was at like minus nine something like that and uh just blew it yeah and then Phil comes up and makes some money. I was like, good for him. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good good thing for Liv. I bet LIV's just celebrating their pants off, you know, just and these are our players, you know, this and that. I mean, they're the same players, they just go under a different brand. Right. Um But I think it'd be silly, like we talked about, of the PGA to kind of excommunicate them because you know, some of the bigger names in golf. Yeah. In the L I V circuit. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Can does live let PGA players come over and play, or do they have to be part of their? You would almost think now that the PGA is doing it that they would do it. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't think they were allowing it when PGA was throwing fit about it. So yeah, I would think you know, kind of a little give and receive right there. Probably some handedness. Hey, you know, you do this, we do this. I I do remember right before that big like. export of all the players moving out you know uh exodus of all the players leaving uh it was like the last tournament before everybody said they were going to this new to liv the new place and i think it was sergio garcia or something where he was looking for a ball on the other side and they did a timer and started it too early couldn't find it he got penalized a shot you could just hear him complaining the whole time on the open mics and stuff and and it was like the next day he was like i'm gone and left you know and it's just i don't know it was just all their stiff rules drove so many people away or just how much money they could make leaving automatically, you know, made them leave. So I don't know. Combination. Yeah. Definitely could be. Definitely probably was. Um, Cause they, they definitely snuck some big players out of the PGA. Definitely and I did. think the PGA, PGA got exposed for saying, Hey, we monopolized this. We've got a good thing. And then somebody else comes poking their head in, you know, and and saying, hey, I can pay you. I bet PGA is going to step up his game. But that's what competition does, you know, it makes everything better um, from everything from top to bottom. So hopefully PGA learns. Hopefully, I think I heard where they said they're going to have kind of like a Ryder Cup, maybe style between LIV players and and um, PGA. That'd be really cool. So I think that'd be neat, definitely, if they could both throw some money in on it and I bet you get a bunch of TV sponsors or TV, you know, deals and throw some money at it and everything. So, hey, if we win, everybody on the LIV, you know, that played in it gets a X amount or everybody in the PGA gets X amount. Um, but, yeah, I know there's some tensions there, which, like I said, that, that makes for a good golf. I mean, you like to see the, the – you don't really get to see their emotions too much, but then now with all this happening, people are shooting shots across the bow, you know, back and forth and stuff. I think mm-hmm. I heard DeShambo or somebody wished Tiger a happy birthday or something one time and said he never responded back. <laughs> he said he used to text me back all the time. He said, no, since I went to the live, he said, didn't hear a word. I was like, Tiger's probably one of those. He's one of those that are true to his uh, uh-huh. values and People bailing out, so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, a new number, who this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, you've reached a number that's been disconnected. <laughs> Sorry, if you're an LRD player, I don't recognize you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead to me, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I know we haven't got to it lately. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of things been happening. Life's been yeah. happening, you know. <laughs> just that time of year, you know. Yeah, bombing promotion tests. It's all good, though. <laughs> I wasn't all- bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, now you know what to expect. It's not always. Yeah, I, it was win-win for me. I'm with a good crew. Um, everybody who just now listening, fire, we're talking fire department stuff now. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with a good crew, so it would definitely didn't hurt if I stayed another year. And like you said, I know what to expect and, and definitely be more prepared, more ready, but it just wasn't supposed to happen. So I'm all right with it. I can live with it. Trusting a big yeah. man upstairs, time and time. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm right there with you when, you know, when I took the promotional test and, and promoted, one of the hardest things to do was leaving the crew that you get with and you're accustomed mm-hmm house with those guys for over two years and yeah having to leave and change shifts like well crap i'm not gonna run across you at all if we run a fire mm-hmm. you know just right down the street two and a half maybe three miles away from each other but yeah you know it, it's bittersweet you're like yeah new beginnings new crew you know but you're like crap i gotta i gotta leave my guys what the heck yeah it's definitely yeah. getting to it with a new crew or like you you change stations for like a day or something you're like man i'm used to everything i used to do yeah my old shifts and that was you know my experience going from a single company to a double company yeah that's a huge change yeah if it had been a double company and i promoted there's a spot obviously i'd stay with the guys yeah but unfortunately there's a lot more personalities in the the station when you got a double company for sure and that just thing what you decide to eat on you know how you go about your day how you do your routines and stuff so yeah i bet you that was definitely a big change so, but I think I've driven a total of five shifts since I promoted. I've been acting up as lieutenant a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I won't complain there. Hey, you know, I'm getting to uh, give a can report, pulling up on a, a fire and all that. And, you know, it really makes you, you know, sit back, think about what you need to say, stay calm. Because, you know, you start, ah, you know, your guy's behind you in the backseat. You're going to freak out a little bit. But, mm-hmm. And plus, you're trying to get a favorable size up for the people coming in that can't see it yeah. yet. Yeah, that's the big deal is just staying calm and, and just making a decision more than anything, you know, sticking with your gut decision and making it and going with it and then just know that, hey, this is why I made it. If you can vouch for why you made that call, nobody's going to nobody's gonna second guess you. You know, they can say, hey, it would have been better if you did this, but we're glad you made a decision and had people moving, you know, like just take action, just go is usually the best policy and nobody wants to be stuck in the yard waiting for directions or commands or whatnot, so... Definitely just taking that step and just saying, hey, let's do it. Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm fine where I'm at. My my captain was like, the whole time, he's like, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. It's like, quit putting pressure on me. You know, and then, then when I, he found out I fell, he's like, you're messing with me. Right? I was like, no. He's like, well, how much I wish you would have promoted. He's like, I'm glad you're here another year. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's good to be somewhere where you're, you know, you're wanted and enjoyed and stuff like that. So definitely if I was in a place I didn't like, it'd be like, man, I wish I'd have been more sick to my stomach. It took me about a day or two. I was like, just mad at myself. Just like, man, did I do enough? You know, you keep questioning yourself. And then after a day or two, I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to be on the two year plan, you know, just getting the taste of the lieutenant life, but also, you know, the department's getting younger. I'm getting older. It's, Kind of one of those deals, kind of getting to a spot where you can help lead and yeah, especially the 
baseball background, the coaching background, it's like I feel more at home doing that because I'm able to kind of put my arm and say, hey, man, what was your thoughts? Like you're saying, what, what was your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Talk, but hey, why don't we try this versus that? You know, simple little things. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good. Like I said, when you got the good crew, you can you can talk about that stuff to where, you, you know, my captain talked about some of his captains a while back would just go sit in a room and never talk to you, never hear from them never say anything until you wouldn't see them until they poke their head out to come eat, you know, or something like that. I'm like, I'm glad the department's changed maybe as a whole. I don't know how it is with different departments, but as a whole where people are more interactive, more assertive, you know, more talkative. And um, I think it's just only a plus for fire departments across the nation to be more vocal. And cause that's the only way you're going to learn, you know, I mean, you can go to all Academy all you want until you get that hose in your hand for the first time. And, and putting out a fire or whatnot, you're not going to learn. Like I learned, like I learned four new things on my first fire. You know, I was like, you did this, this, and this, and this wrong, but we're glad you just went, you know, I was like, yeah, I did learn that. And I'm never going to make those mistakes again. Right. Um, and it's just not getting, not getting ahead of yourself, you know, just doing one step at a time and letting your training take over, you know, and, and you're, you're going to keep messing up, but you have somebody there. that's going to say, Hey, good job but you know and not just go back to their back room and never say anything and you're like did i do a good job did was it good that could i done better you know because yeah, the whole constructive criticism aspect you know the, yeah you know, constructive intervention you know let's talk it out you know pros and cons yeah sure which comes back to our trash panda not good but you know you could have done right. <laughs> could have done this better you know so we just went full circle with the criticism now yeah, <laughs> you know it, it's like you're the team that got no hit and you won bittersweet kind of good job i guess <laughs> yeah hitters you sucked but yeah way to be patient in the plate the last inning yeah how do you do that from the other coach's perspective you know like you got no hit but you found a way to win you know type thing so yeah. uh, i early bp tomorrow great job guys <laughs> that, that is that's the one thing though that i consider that I love about baseball is that you could do something new at the field that's never been seen before ever, you know, like football is like you can get a 109 yard interception. Okay. It's happened before. It's the only time, you know, Alabama Auburn game. That was kind of new where they took the field goal back and ran it. You know, that's kind of new, but now you've seen it before you've seen it again now. So, I mean, it's like baseball, something new could happen. Literally that's never happened before in the sport. Happen so like that's usually what I think is pretty cool about the sport. And oh hey, what about our uh, our email? We got any emails or anything of that nature? We have one from our my boy Bryce, my boy Bryce up in Canada. He is helping us with the design of uh, some shirts. Okay, and if we can get them cleaned up, we might start. I mean, we're going to try to rep some ourselves, but. We get some more people. We'll start repping some and start getting some orders out. I want to try to start looking at some hats with the leather, uh, the leather patch on the front, and um, yeah. Also looking into maybe starting the TikTok and Instagram and all the all the platforms. Facebook action, yeah, yeah. Be looking for us on that. We might start, like I said, take uh, TikTok and Facebook and all that. Try to say them all at the same time. Um, but yeah, the what? Expanding our horizons. Yeah, we're just trying to reach as many people. We think we're cool and want you to hear our voices and, <laughs> and everything. But uh, 
yeah, our email is like once again it's at a uh, high heat podcast at Yahoo. Um, any suggestions, any things to talk about? We're gonna try to get some guests on here. Once we, I think we're starting to figure out how to do our vocals better. You know, get our audio a little better with Skype. So think, shout out to Skype. Um, maybe we can get some people on here and get more people to talk to and ask them questions. And I think we can do three people on Skype, four people on Skype, and yeah. get it recorded and start put, putting that out. So yeah, be looking for us on all the social media platforms. Um, shout out to my boy Caleb Hall. He's been complaining about us not having an episode for a while. Uh, <laughs> he drives, he drives some trucks around, and he's always needing something to listen to. So here's you one. Here's your episode. I hope you listened all the way through because I gave you a shout out. Um, but yeah, enjoying. We'll have a good episode next time. I think we're going to jump on the old pitchers hitters clocks and all that jazz with the MLB and yeah, and these new. These new rules, you know, we're reinventing the wheel. Yeah, so we'll hit on that. As we're close to fifty-two minutes right now, we'll uh, we'll call it quits and jump on let's, that on the next episode. Let's not forget about the pizza box size bases. Yeah, they're huge, <laughs> huge. I mean, it's like you can just like fall over and reach mm-hmm. other base. You know, um, like you said, all that'll be for a new episode. I'm gonna. Say that for the other episode. Yeah, yeah. At, at station, I'm gonna be looking up and kind of educating myself a little bit more about things have been going on and these kind of yeah. a little more. But yeah, we can we can we need to have a disagreement on something. I feel like we're agreeing on everything. We need to have a disagreement where we can have some some uh, chat back and forth on some stuff. But I feel Not like we're a freaking idiot and they start <laughs> doing all this stuff for traditional baseball guys. Yeah, think everything's been pretty black and white with us. We're just like. You, yes and no like you just don't mm-hmm. you do so we'll say that for next episode so i think we did pretty good for this episode six you said we're on already i do believe so i went back and looked at our uh our uh what, what's that spotify yeah at five yeah. on there, so this would be this would be six yeah now that we have uh skype too we can start throwing some episodes out regularly because usually it's been you didn't have a computer ready. I didn't have a computer ready. Yours wasn't charged. I couldn't figure my tech out, you know. So <laughs> now we've got this new platform we're using. We we might start spitting them out sooner. I know we said it before, but maybe we'll eventually start spitting them out sooner. Oh yeah, um, I, you know, now that you're not studying anymore, it'll it'll be a little easier. We can we can work around, especially like we said, we're now on the same shift and yeah, start getting things together. Who knows? Maybe y'all get down to town. We'll sit here at the same table and hey. You know, yeah, we'll have to do that one time for sure. Right across from each other. Yeah, we'll have some good good audio then. <laughs> I'm in for that. Oh, happy belated birthday to your boy Beckham. Yeah, Beck. Yeah, big four years old. Big oh, four. Man. Yeah, shout out oh, to him. Uh, if you've listened to previous videos, you've got to hear Beck Beck on some some audio. He's come in and made his presence known. So, and it was like he flipped a little switch to go from three to four because now he's a little. Crackhead, hilarious maniac. <laughs> really? It's, it's a trip. Wow. You know, you know mm. when you get to that point one day, it's it's going to be great. So it's. Yeah. Eventually, we're waiting for her to get out of school, the, the missus. So oh, yeah. until then, yeah. But all right, man. Well, good talking to you. I'm glad we got on this new platform, was able to record it, and hopefully it turns out well for everybody listening. So. Absolutely, brother. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Go find us. Go write us an email, highheatpodcast 
at yahoo.com um, and be looking for us on different social medias. So share us to your buddies, share us to your friends. Um, if you get bored and want to listen to something, tune on in. <laughs> and and don't just narrow it down to sports. It can be fire department stuff too. You know, we're, we're I'm in for everything. Whatever you want to send us. And when you find us on these new platforms, you can send us messages there as well. For sure. Messages on anything. We're down. So, all right, man. Well, have a good night. You too. Be have safe at work tomorrow. tomorrow. And uh, we'll get to our next episode soon. Absolutely, man. All right. God bless, man. Take care. See you, buddy.